Hey, how you going? Welcome to the Healthy Wealthy Wise Show. I'm your host, Corey Sievers, and I'm joined by a co-host tonight, Linda Barker. Hello, everyone. Good to be here. So great to have you joining us here for the Healthy Wealthy Wise Show. And in this particular show, we're going to be talking about brain-boosting tips, the things that derail your thinking, Will. It's World Happiness Day tomorrow, so we'll be venturing into the discussion of what happiness is and how we can create more of it in our lives. You know, after we clear up the foggy thinking, we can boost our happiness levels. And we'll also, in the wealthy section, we'll be talking about how to eat savvy on a budget. And so the Eat Savvy Diet's all about decreasing chemical exposure, increasing nutrition, and really helping you to optimize your well-being. And so, you know, Let's talk about how we can do that on a budget. So great to have you with us here on the show. You know, it's interesting. We've just we've just come through Brain Awareness Week. So, you know, the interesting thing is Brain Awareness Week was all focused on sort of helping you be aware of some of the things that, you know, the, the issues in a way that go on with brain and thinking and all these sorts of things and, and neurodegenerative disorders and all that sort of thing. It's like it's, it seems funny that we need a, a particular week for you to be more aware of your brain and the importance of your brain. But we, we had that week, so we just wanted to cover some of the things that related to sparking up your mind, clearing up your thinking, reducing fogginess. And we actually have a free web class that delves into that in depth. So if you would like more information on that, then please just reach out to us and uh, we'll point you towards that uh, that particular web class. But all right. So, uh, is there anything, Linda, that you uh, wanted to uh, wanted to share as we're getting underway with the show here? Thanks, Corey. Well, I guess we'll be sharing all sorts of ways to beat brain fog and talking about nutrition that helps to sharpen your mind. And also, I thought perhaps we might be able to touch on um, how your gut health, the gut brain connection, and how it can affect your moods and stress levels as well. If For we sure. get to that. Well, if we have some time, we'll do that. Dragiza says, I'm excited to find out more about budgets and savvy ways of eating nutritious meals. Who wouldn't want to make some more savings and, and, and also be able to do it, you know, to do it, eat healthy, like eat in a healthy way. Many people sort of think that when you're shifting towards a healthier way of eating, that it necessarily has to be more expensive. And that's not necessarily the case. Uh, you know, a lot of the times, because of the fact that eating eating more nutrient-dense food, it balances out your blood sugars, triggers less hunger, means that you eat out less often or, or you, you reach for, um, you know, you're, you're not as susceptible to the cravings of the things when you're out and about and you f- sort of feel like you, you get the hangries. Um, and so we'll talk about that. So uh, that's terrific. Yeah, so um, Gian wrote in here, she prefers not to eat out and run on empty or run hangry. Uh, mm. And very true that sometimes we can get very, uh, you know, if we if we don't have our blood sugar under control and we don't have our eating patterns under control, then what, what happens is we do have to eat out and we have to go looking for something that that's suitable for us because... Otherwise, we're just a moody mess. And uh, the more you focus on the Eat Savvy principles and balancing out your nutritional levels and your blood sugar and all that sort of thing, the better off you are. If you are, of course, new, it's important to realize that any of the things that we'll be sharing on this particular show, you know, any, especially in the area of the health and well-being side of things, it's for it's our personal research and experiences. Anyone sharing in the comments too, uh, same thing. So it's all for educational purposes and so should not be seen as medical advice. That's not the way it has been intended. The information is general in nature and so therefore all individual health concerns have not been taken into account. So any comments and experiences should not be interpreted as therapeutic claims. If you have any question as to the appropriateness of the information with regards to your own personal health, then do discuss this with your 
healthcare provider. We encourage you to take self-responsibility for your own well-being, and that's why we congratulate you for being on the show here. And, you know, we encourage you to learn more about this topic of, or these topics that we're covering, as well as complementary medicine in general. As I mentioned, we do have a free web class called Brain Boosting Tips. So things that can improve your memory, relieve anxiety and age proof your mind. So just um, message us if you'd like to know where that is and we can certainly forward that to you. If you're already involved with us in the Savvy Team Wellness community, then if you have a wellness guide, then ask your wellness guide and they'll point you towards where that is. And also if you're already a member inside our wellness community, you'll have access to additional uh, additional programs and support tools as well. But if you are new, we are all about helping you enjoy improved health and well-being. And so when you connect in with our community, you'll have access to step-by-step action plans, innovative solutions, and all the guidance and support that you need to really reach that high level of wellness and live life to the full. Okay, we're talking brain fog. We're talking improving your thinking, clarifying your mind. So what are your biggest frustrations, I guess is the right word, related to brain fog. You know, perhaps <laughs> it's Tuesday here as we're broadcasting. Maybe moodiness gets to you. So, um, you know, Tuesday is just Monday's ugly sister. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it's moodiness that gets you down and everything. Um, uh, you know, our little minion friend here, due to an intense mind fog, all of my thoughts have been grounded until further notice. Do you feel like that? Do you feel like your thoughts have been grounded? Uh, this one here, a, a bit of a shout out to my muscle memory for driving me home safely when my brain goes on vacation. Tell us in the comments if you experienced these sorts of things or what is it that you <laughs> have experienced? Do you feel very thankful to your mind that your uh, your brain that it's able to do things when you sort of switched off you know consciously and uh, i'm afraid that my brain has already left for the day maybe you're in a situation where you feel a little bit like your brain leaves at the end of the day before you're ready to go home or you know what many people in uh, you know when they first become involved with us in the community they often say that their work life has drained every last bit out of them that by the end of the day, they're just like zombies on the lounge. And, uh, you know, <laughs> you're getting to, um, you know, maybe one word answers or something. That's probably only the fellas uh, because women can continue to perform on at their peak right through, right, without angry or moodiness or any of that sort of uh, that sort of thing. So Linda, I know that you've worked with a lot of people as our lead wellness guide here. Is there anything that you have found that people say related to brain fog, energy levels, all that sort of thing, as far as the day ringing them out and them having nothing left? Definitely, Corey. I think these days, because so many women, so many mums are working as well, they're looking up to their family, they're thinking about what they have to do, and then they're coming home and having to do all the normal house duties, feed the family and get all that done. Life is pretty hectic these days and so I think people can feel really wrung out if they're not taking care of themselves nutritionally. They can feel really wrung out very quickly if they're in the situation where where they're undergoing all that sort of stress. And mm. really life is fairly stressful these days. It's a fairly fast-paced lifestyle we're living and we want all the nice things. We want to live the life of Riley. And sometimes it just doesn't turn out like that, does it? <laughs> sometimes it just doesn't turn out like that. Uh, well, that's true. So um, Shelley writes in, oh my God, where did I leave that? I have to walk back and think, where did I put that? So certainly that can happen. You leave the room and you go, or you go into the other room. What did I come in here for? Yes. And, you know, many times we get we get sort of like, oh, my God, I'm losing my mind. Um, and that's not the case. Sometimes that's happening due to overwhelm and stress levels. You know, one of the things due to 
you know, lack of organization, your mind is probably trying to keep a hold of too many things. And so you're, you're not functioning there. And so the things that are less important sort of disappear. And I love what um, David Allen, author of the GTD philosophy, how to get things done, getting things done. He said, your mind is for having ideas, not holding them. And so I think overwhelmed today with overwhelm today, we're we try. We don't have trusted systems for writing things down and recording them, so we do try to remember too many things, and that creates the overwhelm, and that creates the stress, and then the stress forget creates the forgetfulness and all that sort of thing. And and let's face it too, if we're stressed out, we're actually going to be burning up nutrition. So the more stressed out you are, the more demand your body has on the B vitamin reserves in your body and the mineral reserves as well. So if you're not somebody that supplements, and that's why we're big proponents of nutrient supplementation here in the Savvy Team, it just makes logical sense when we're all, you know, wanting to perform at our peak each and every day. So yeah, sometimes it can be nutritional deficiency that leads to stress levels that leads to the forgetfulness. So, you know, yeah. I think that's, that's certainly the case, Corey. The brain fog that a lot of people feel or the fact that they get home and just collapse, can't think straight, just don't want to talk to anyone, that really is is a function of their brains and their body just working overtime and, mm. and you can you can only run on what fuel you put into it. And unfortunately, well, our foods these days don't really necessarily provide what we need. Yeah, for sure. I just noticed here uh, Gian sharing that driving with my mind on autopilot, uh, mm-hmm. the inner GPS. Yeah. It's it's good, isn't it? We're, it's it's fortunate that we have the inner GPS, the the automatic psycho cybernetic mechanism, the programmed mechanisms that that can operate us. That's another. That's like another topic, though, isn't it? it? You know, the fact that we can drive ourselves home on autopilot shows that habits and programming can be stored there. The downside is that habits and programming can be stored there. That may be habits of thinking, emotional ruts, patterns of reaction. (laughs) Uh, True? So anyway. mm. That is a scary thing when that happens and you suddenly realise, how did I get here? (laughs) I think we've all done that. Paul writes in uh, here that his theory is simply, don't worry, be happy. With the music there, so um, you know, so we can <laughs> just no stress. Don't worry, be happy. Don't worry, be happy. Do do do. Anyway, <laughs> all right. So let's let's talk about some brain boosting tips right now. So, um, what are some brain boosting tips? And as I said, uh, we do have an entire web class on that. So simply um, ask us about that. Uh, It's titled Brain Boosting Tips to Improve Memory, Relieve Anxiety and Age-Proof Your Mind. And so it really doesn't matter whether you're simply looking to boost your work performance, whether as Linda was mentioning that you're a mum with a, you know, (laughs) household full of kids and you're not dealing with things. Mm -hmm. If you're, you know, in, in an older age bracket and forgetfulness and fogginess and you're not coping those sorts of things or whether you're just not dealing with the general things around you there are some ways that we can really look to beat brain fog okay and so let's just take a little bit of a look at some of the things so obviously we can there are a few things these are seven ways to beat brain fog uh really important to watch your sugar intake cutting back on processed foods and sugars you know, sugar can make you energetic to begin with, but can dump you in a heap later on. So that's a problem. Get enough of the healthy fats because these are the things that really do help, you know, to build proper brain tissue, really. Our, our brain is 60% structural fat. And if the raw ingredients that you're feeding it are all the damaged and awful bad for your fats, then you're not going to be doing the right thing for your body. And this has certainly been highlighted by many of the um, the researchers into Alzheimer's and neurodegenerative disorders in recent times. And and there's certainly like David Perlmutter and and Dale Bredesen. All of their research points to every every one of these tips that we're sharing with you and following the Eat Savvy Diet. So we do need to manage our stress levels as best as possible. And so if that is a big issue for you, then you may want to reach uh, reach out to us and look at our stress reduction action plan that really 
that, that really helps to get things in balance quickly and then deal with the underlying issues. But quality sleep is really important too. So one of the fastest and most reliable ways for you to improve your brain function is just to start sleeping better. So your hormones um, do tend to stay in better balance when you're getting enough rest. Uh, and that sort of like tends to be at least seven hours for most adults. When you're just sort of like running on the fumes, whether the fumes are nutritional fumes or <laughs> running on fumes, you know, obviously being a, uh, a car analogy there, whether it's nutrition or whether it's sleep, you know, this can really cause issues for you. So we also need healthy exercise, not the sort of exercise that burns you out. You know, you might sort of think that, well, all healthy, all exercise is healthy. I hear I got to get more exercise. Well, some exercise can decrease inflammation while others increase it. All of the things that we recommend are things that have been shown to improve longevity and, you know, biomarkers in the body, not cause more rapid aging. So certainly we're not big fans of the, the movement of uh, at the moment of people running marathons and doing triathlons and that sort of thing uh, as they're growing older because this is cortisol producing. So it's stress producing, whereas short, sharp bursts, weightlifting, all these sorts of things as well, sprint training, movement stuff, all, they're all, all healthy things, all help with stress levels, decrease inflammation in the body, improve aging markers and those sorts of things, and do in fact improve things like brain fog. So we've got to balance up the hormones. So if there's something that's going on in your body as far as hormones go, especially for women, then that's going to increase your stress levels and make your mind foggy. For men too, but for men, when they usually, when they focus on the nutrition and they start eating savvy, then they eliminate some of the estrogenic things that are in the diet. And so then their testosterone levels naturally start to balance out a bit. And so they're clearer headed and all those sorts of things. So, and the next one here is address food sensitivities, okay? Because many food sensitivities can directly mess with your head and your thinking. Really, when you think about it, this is why a lot of people who are not who are not actually celiac have gone gluten-free because while they're not celiac, as in, you know, there's a definite inflammatory uh, thing going on for them internally, celiac is like, if you think of gluten sensitivity as a spectrum, celiac is a really, really bad reaction, whereas sometimes you can just have a minor reaction. It doesn't mean that this, the, the gluten's not impacting you. And it can sort of just trigger a bit of inflammation and cause the foggy thinking and low energy levels and all that sort of thing. So theoretically, you're not allergic to it. But if you haven't addressed that food sensitivity, it's just that constant, you know, drip, 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 that behind the scenes smoldering inflammation. And that is what they now believe, according to a lot of the research into anti-aging, longevity and all that sort of thing. It's this long-term smoldering inflammation that's not been dealt with that leads to some of the degenerative disorders, uh, cardiovascular disease, neurodegenerative disorders, those sorts of things. So, uh, you know, our, our program is to really focus on the Eat Savvy Diet, and this is a free download that helps you to educate your um, choice, you know, educate your food choices, really. You know, move away from the things that, that cause issues, you know, towards the things that will help. Uh, what have we got here? Need to work on my sleep, Sarah. Okay, very good, yes. Sometimes that really does uh, make such a difference. And sometimes it's a discipline. Uh, we, we just have to get ourselves to bed. You know, we get into the habit patterns of just staying up late and not getting enough sleep or, or whatever. And then our, uh, you know, we really are negatively impacted. And exercise, <laughs> sleep and exercise. I don't know what Paul's meaning by this. Sleep I love, exercise I do. Is that like do not? <laughs> sleep I love but exercise I do maybe that's what's meant there and you know <laughs> sleep I love and exercise I do as well look we some of the things we do because we enjoy and other things we do because it's a discipline and it's important for us what are some of the things that we can do to actually improve our memory what, what are some of the things that will really do make a difference to get rid of brain fog and all that sort of thing, improve your memory naturally. 
So, you know, you've probably, there's been popular movies on such as Limitless and Lucy that have sort of alerted the public to the fact that we can actually do some things to improve our cognitive um, performance and our brain function and that sort of thing. And these, this, this area has become, you know, the types of things that you can do, the, um, the herbs or drugs have become uh, known as nootropics. And, uh, you know, this, this relates to whether they be a, you know, a, a dangerous or illegal drug or whether they be nutrition. They're all things that can relieve the brain fog, improve memory, boost your brain function, everything. And we actually wrote about three brain-boosting herbs uh, in on our blog post. So if you'd like to know more about that, you can certainly search on our Healthy Wealthy Wise blog. That's savvy-team.com forward slash hww you can look there but otherwise you can just simply message us or message your wellness guide and uh, they can uh, they can sort of send you the link so the three herbs that we cover in that class are things like bacopa uh, and this has been this is just really really powerful for focus attention for improvement and recall for enhancing brain communication for the ability to withstand emotional stress to reduce nervousness and anxiety improve immune function uh, increase serotonin help you sleep support your adrenal glands all these sorts of things so it's a powerful powerful herb and this is actually in certainly in a um a blend that we use, you know, there's a, a number of different herbs and nutrients in the blend that we use for focus and mental clarity. But also if you happen to be coming from us in the North American region, uh, we're now working with a brand new product that's actually a coffee, a coffee that has the, um, th has green tea extract in it, Bacopa has um, some other nutrition. So the backup for sparking up your mind, particular amino acid for reducing, you know, anxiety and helping to balance out your moods and everything. Plus it contains a proprietary collagen hyaluronic acid matrix. So what we've got here is a mood altering, brain boosting, anti-aging coffee that we can have each and every day. And so that's only available in our North American uh, market. It's a product that we're working with over there. So if you are in that region uh, and you like the sound of uh, having your coffee every day, slow aging and boost up your brain, then certainly reach out to us and we can help you out. And one of the things that it does contain, the reason I was thinking of it then, was it contains the Bacopa. Uh, very good for all those things, improving memory, enhancing brain communication, helping you withstand emotional stress, improving your immune function, increasing serotonin, which helps you sort of balance out the, you know, and, and not end up in a depressive state, uh, supporting your adrenal glands, all of those sorts of things. But another herb that we cover in that particular article is ginkgo. Ginkgo is well known for helping to boost your cognition, memory enhancing, and boost uh, oxygenation to the brain. Same as gotcha cola. Well, gotcha cola is just amazing. Uh, you know, considered uh, for more than 2,000 years, it's been considered an elixir, a miracle elixir of life. So this formula we work with here in the Australian New Zealand region, we do have similar formulas of these three brain-boosting herbs in other parts of the world too. So if, if you're wanting some specific support in the way of herbs and, you know, or even the coffee, then uh, certainly reach out to your Savvy Team member or just message us at the page. So some other things that can make a huge difference. Trace minerals. If you're minerally deficient, we notice that people are really flat. B vitamins as well. The essential fatty acids. The L-theanine is the amino acid that um, that is very well documented for its mood benefits uh, for helping with stress but also helping to sleep so so it's it's not something that's commonly in any foods but if you are a tea drinker it's certainly in the black teas the white teas and in green tea as well so you're certainly getting l-theanine if you're if you're a tea drinker prebiotics and probiotics are very good for the brain and uh, also, if you've got foggy thinking and everything, then you it may not be your brain, but it may actually be a toxic liver or, you know, toxic system that you might want to look at. So that's some, some things there. And Linda mentioned that we should talk about the gut-brain axis as well. Um, and so before we move on and maybe 
share with you a little bit about the gut-brain axis and and the power of you know really balancing your gut in order that you change your mood and your brain function. Just find out, Linda, did you have anything in particular that you wanted to comment on related to any of that stuff that we've just been um, just been covering? Yeah, thanks, Corey. I did. I just thought I'd mention, in fact, that it's Celiac Awareness Week because, and so I thought it's pretty relevant to be talking about the mm. gut-brain axis and the fact that it's such a common issue today. And I mean, not everyone's celiac, but a lot of people are gluten intolerant. And certainly, I think the minerals, probiotics, and prebiotics, and things like that, and, and detoxing makes a big difference. I have a couple of clients who, in, in the last couple of months, have been long-term gluten intolerant and have had tremendous benefit doing our detox program along with the Eat Savvy Diet. So yeah, just thought I'd mention that. So uh, yes, we've been talking here about brain boosting tips. It was Brain Awareness Week last week and that's why we decided we have to talk about all things brain boosting or not all things brain boosting. It's This isn't the definitive guide to brain boosting but it's certainly we wanted to share with you some tips and that sort of does lead us into the fact that we were talking about allergens and the sorts of things like, you know, gluten intolerance, celiac, eliminating the allergens. And that leads us to, well, how do we do that? What do we do, you know, to really reduce allergens? And that is indeed what the Eat Savvy Diet is all about. When we take a look at the Eat Savvy Diet, it's really to help you to educate your food choices. So, if you already know that you have an allergen, right, um, there may be something that you know you're allergic to that we deem a savvy food for the majority of people. Well, of course, you would avoid that because that's an allergen for you. But what the Eat Savvy Diet is designed to do is for, for most people to give you sort of just like a sliding scale of the foods that are the healthier foods, the foods up towards the green area, the savvy foods, and then point out the not-so-savvy foods. And so the more you can err on the right-hand side of the eat-savvy spectrum here, the better your health is going to be in the long run. Now, obviously, we have the 80-20 rule going on here. So, so you know, obviously, if you're suffering from some condition, some issue that you're wanting to overcome fast, then you're going to really want to be, you know, optimizing eating in the green most of the time. You're going to be stricter. But if you're just looking as a prevention, you know, you're wanting to look after yourself, then obviously it's less important for you if you're indulging in the things in the avoid things. So this is not a hard and fast, you know, dietary regime. It's not sort of designed to just say, well, this is in and this is out. It's a spectrum. You know, there are things that are savvier and things that are not so savvy. Like, for example, the more weight you want to lose, the more strict you might be. The more you want to improve or the quicker you want to improve your health and well-being, the stricter you might want to be. If you're just into, into um, you know, prevention and looking after your, you know, your health as a, as a long-term philosophy, then obviously it's not as important for you to do that. But the It's Heavy Diet is a free download, so you can simply message the page. I believe if you just message us, Eat Savvy, just message the word Eat Savvy, and uh, we should be able to um, take care of you. So, Linda, I'll just, I'll just go and check that. Before we jump on into the Eat Savvy Diet, how to eat savvy on a budget, is there anything you wanted to um, mention or add to that before we move on? Since I'll just go and check how people can get a hold of the Eat Savvy Diet. Certainly, I think... Um the diet itself has been so useful to so many people for all sorts of reasons and all sorts of issues. I think the anti-inflammatory nature of it is is brilliant and it is a compilation of research of lots and lots of different people's and like lifetimes of study. So mm. it's uniquely successful and successful for all sorts of things. But certainly if, you, if you're struggling with brain fog or you want to sharpen up yourself a bit, whether it's for energy, for exercise, Paul, or, for, or whether it's for your thinking if you're at work and finding things a bit getting on top of you, or even stress, it helps in all sorts of ways to just give you that extra edge. And it, it, it does that because of, its, because of the nature of its anti-inflammatory positioning. 
But really, you don't really know how, need to know how or why. It just works. If you message us, so if you go at the Facebook page and you click message, just message the words Eat Savvy, follow any instructions there, and uh, we'll deliver the Eat Savvy Diet download directly to you. Okay? Must be time to talk about how to eat savvy on a budget then, by the sounds of it. I think so, so we've been talking, obviously we've been talking about healthy. We've been going through the whole healthy side of things here uh, in our Healthy Wealthy Wise. And the focus was sort of on brain boosting because it was brain uh, awareness week and everything. Actually, what I might do is um, before we men- before we go off that, I wanted to share with you just how powerful things can be. It's not just the brain, it's your entire central nervous system as well. So let me just share with you this particular, those herbs I was going through and the, the things that we've worked with, this the, the this helped this gentleman, member of the community with the Bell's palsy. So he had trialed all sorts of different things. He'd had acupuncture and, and you know, uh, all of the all of the in, the cortisone injections and all everything, and for eight months nothing was working. Okay, and so a very serious case of Bell's palsy. He, he had no sensation in that side of his face. He was resorting to taping his eye closed at nighttime because it would just stay open, and it was so difficult. Um, he was not people couldn't understand him on the phone, so it was affecting his work and that sort of thing. And, and so he started on the herbs that we just mentioned in a formula that we use. Within a month, he was feeling that, well, within a week, he was feeling tingles that he had in the side of his face that he had not felt in eight months since, the, since it occurred. And so then he upped his trace mineral drink. Uh, up some other nutrition like amino acids and and you know getting onto more of a formula that supplies the body with amino acids so that everything is there for you know for tissue regeneration all that sort of thing kept with the herbal formulation and this picture was just one month later after eight months of no success it's interesting that some people can sort of say some people can say well you know Bell's palsy does go away by itself because, you know, Bell's palsy can be triggered by all sorts of different things and it could be a virus, could be stress, all these sorts of things. And so Bell's palsy does just spontaneously disappear. But the guy had been trying something for eight months. Lo and behold, when he got the nutrition into his body, his body was able to heal. So I believe that the acupuncture and that sort of thing may have been doing something but he didn't have the nutritional preparedness to heal. It's so important to get the nutrition in there. And that's why, um, Linda, you know, something that we mentioned in the last show, uh, the quote from our original mentor in the, in the healing field, um, he mentioned this, that given the right conditions, including physical, emotional, and mental preparedness, your body will always heal itself. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's really powerful when you really think about that. What has what had happened there in that example, the body wasn't nutritionally saturated. It wasn't prepared. It may have been trying to do the healing work on the on the nerves, needed the herbs at, on the on the nerves and needed the herbs and the minerals and the nutrition to complete the job. Like let's say you're in the building game or whatever, and what you've got to build a house. But the deliveries never turned up. And what? You just start, what, chopping down trees and just trying to do whatever you can with what raw materials you have on hand. You know, that's the thing. So why don't we make sure that the delivery is there? Why don't we make sure that the quality materials are on site when you need it? And see, a lot of people too, when you think about it, many people say, oh, well, you don't really need nutrition regularly. You just need it when your body is sick or under stress or whatever. Well, that's like trying to build a house, but not having the materials ready when you need it. Isn't it better to have them on site so you can get the job done? Boom. When this gentleman here had the materials delivered on site, the healing occurred. It was his body doing the work, but now the raw materials were there to do the work. So given the right conditions, including physical, emotional, and mental preparedness, your body will always heal itself. 
So let's actually talk then about cleaning up your diet. So we're actually going to now move on to, I guess, the next segment. While this may not make you wealthy as such, it's always good to help you save money, put money in your pocket, do the right thing by your health in the most economical and prudent way. And that's why we actually believe supplementation saves you money. Uh, we've seen people have less time off work. We've seen people have less, like, let, so less sick days, but less doctor visits, uh, less visits to the, to the body work specialists and everything when their body is nutritionally prepared. It makes you more wealthy because you save money when you're doing the right thing by your body. So any comments um, there, Linda? Huge amount of lifestyle diseases, even the World Health Organization these days is saying that a lot of the conditions that people are suffering are lifestyle conditions that mm. are associated strongly with physical inactivity, unhealthy diet, lack mm. of nutrition, those sort of things, and they say they're largely preventable. So when you think about that and the, the cost of illness these days, it's, yep. it's an important thing to pay attention to. So eating savvy would not just save you money in your household, it might save you money in your doctor's bills in a big mm -hmm. way. So Dragisa writes in, I've been eating uh, with the following the Eat Savvy Diet for a few months and I've noticed a great saving by not buying the impulse buys. We often, once we start to train our food choices, we don't end up buying the naughty things. <laughs> so, um, you know, terrific there. Also, uh, Dragisa writes in that I agree that she used to get the flu every change of season. And since she's been taking the correct supplements, hasn't had the flu in years. Hasn't had the flu in years. She's still been under stress. She's had her first child since. They've renovated the house, had their first child. So she's got older, had more stress, and is less sick. Tell me where that happens. Only when people follow the philosophy that we teach, easy as one, two, three. Decrease chemical exposure from all sources, toxin exposure, including the diet, external sources of chemicals, that sort of thing. Increase nutrition, aiming for the 90 nutrients your body needs every day, and then optimize the body's detox pathways and other systems of the body, and you're good to go. You'll be healthy and well. So anyway, so it certainly saves you, saves you money. Let's deal now with how we can actually eat savvy on a budget. Eat savvy on a budget. So I've just got some notes here. I don't have anything on screen to share with you. So Linda, feel free, I guess, as we go through to chime in. And please, if you're joining us here, do make some comments about what has um, happened for you if you've followed the Eat Savvy Diet, uh, as you heard Regisa has, uh, has done. But we're going to be talking about nine ways that you can eat savvy on a budget and even save some money. You know, like obviously the Eat Savvy Diet's about improving your diet, improving your lifestyle, helping you reach a high level of wellness. And it, it supports our easy as one, two, three philosophy. The one is decreased toxin exposure from all sources. Number two is increased nutrition from all sources, diet and supplementation. But obviously the diet here is focusing on most nutritious foods. And then three is to optimize the detox pathways and the systems of the body. Number one um, tip here is are you bulking? Heard of bodybuilder type of things. There's bulking means that you're putting on, uh, you're looking to put on muscle and eat plenty to put on muscle. But the bulking I'm talking about here is to make sure that if it's prudent to shop in bulk quantities, to find ways of paying attention to whether buying something that is healthy, that is an eat savvy food, if you can get it in bulk, get it in bulk. But sometimes that can, um, that can trick you. And if you don't pay attention to the per kilo price or whatever, so look to buy in bulk if possible. Next tip is frolic in the freezer. All right, frolic in the freezer. Obviously fresh is best, fresh food is best. But if you can get bulk things at a, and, and quality food at a lesser price from the freezer, then do it. Buy in bulk, buy frozen stuff. A lot of the times when we're talking about vegetables, they've been snap frozen early, so they could be even fresher than what's been transported, left on the shelves, and then left in your fridge. But don't be tricked. Check the kilo pricing of things. 
you know, that might mean, Linda, isn't, isn't that right? You might um, go and get the cauliflower from the freezer section, but then go and weigh a cauliflower and find out that you're better to get a fresh, a good-looking fresh one. It does depend, Because uh, one a cauliflower might be big and cost you $4, and be more than a kilo, and then it's $4 a kilo in the freezer. And then, so again, just do the math and, uh, and you'll be able to save money. But sometimes if, if you're not used to the diet and uh, you're buying new foods, it's not going to save you money if they're in the bottom of the fridge going off. It may be better that you buy frozen things until you're used to it, and that will save you from wastage because spoilage, we, we waste a lot of food nowadays, and it's just simply because we don't know how to store it or we don't know how to use it, let's face it, hey? Mm-hmm. Anything that um, you've had, because I know that you've had to deal with, you know, in bringing up your family, you've had to deal with allergens and elim- food elimination diets and all that sort of thing, and same thing with your with your grandkids and everything. So is there any anything that you'd comment about those those first couple? I guess you've covered them very well there, Corey. I think, think being able to compare if you can get good quality fresh foods, then definitely buy locally grown fresh foods because they're fresher, but not yep. always can you do that. And certainly buying in bulk or, or getting things delivered that are fresh is a really good option. And, and yeah. certainly I think um, being careful to eat as much as you can organically, non-sprays, yes. which so, you want to get exactly. We have 12 points um, that we have 12 points on how to get started on the Eat Savvy Diet uh, on the blog. So if you don't know where that is, reach out to us and we can point you towards that. And certainly opt for organic is one of the 12 points. But the next point, number three, is consider conventional. What happens is sometimes the, um, the difference between an organic food and its conventional cousin can be small and so if budgetary constraints are a concern here, you know, opting for organic is one of the 12 principles and wherever possible, reducing exposure is important. Reducing exposure to chemicals and pesticide residues, very, very, very important. But we understand that if you're eating savvy on a budget, that sometimes that will mean you're choosing the conventional produce. And sometimes also, you know, here's a tricky one. Is, an, is a moldy, old-looking organic vegetable healthier than a fresh-looking conventional vegetable? There are toxins in molds. If it's degraded in its nutrition, is the organic better? Maybe it's decreased in its nutrition, but yes, it is lower in chemicals. So you're always weighing up these sorts of things. Opt for organic where possible and where fresh, But don't just think just because it's organic, it therefore must be healthier. We're looking for the best quality produce that you can afford when we're looking to help you eat savvy. So consider conventional. The the Environmental Working Group have highlighted that things like avocados, bananas, kiwi fruit, asparagus, onions, mango, broccoli, cabbage and pineapple are all low exposure in the um, in comparison to um, to pesticide residues okay so there's some things so again if it's a if it's a low pesticide residue food it may be not as imperative for you but you might notice that some of the things there like the leafy greens leafy greens aren't on the list like you're eating the leaves that the bugs also like to eat so they're some of the most heavily sprayed so the more you can opt for organic in the in the leafy green vegetables which are the savviest vegetables the the better that um, you're going to be on be but consider conventional where it's safe okay number four is seek the source do you know any farmers can you get stuff direct from the farmer? Know the quality you're getting and be able to get it as fresh as possible and um, get it at the right price. So seek the source. Uh, maybe you might need to Google farmers markets in your area. Go visit them. Look at the quality of the produce. Now, I know that a lot of the times for ease, where there's an increase in people wanting to buy things on like delivered, you know, having things delivered. Sometimes the deliveries means you don't know what you're getting. Well, I want to support those sorts of organizations that are delivering local foods that are, you know, good quality to your door and everything. Sometimes you're accepting food that is going to go to waste in your household, so it hasn't saved you money. I would say number five is be careful with your cravings 
And we dealt with this before that, um, you know, so Degresa mentioned that she'd found it better, but she's not out and about snacking on things. And the same thing with what Gian said before. So careful with your cravings. Eat the eat foods that aren't going to make you hungry, okay? And eat the foods that, that um, you know, eat nutrient-dense foods. And the more you can balance your blood sugar, the less you're going to be hungry when you're out and about and be forced to eat foods that are not so healthy for you. So you're going to save money because you don't need to eat out and you can wait until you get home and get a decent proper meal of quality quality food, okay? So careful with your cravings. Really reach for the nutrient-dense foods and that sort of thing. The thing about cravings, Corey, is that when you're eating whole foods, when you're eating nutrient-dense foods, you don't really get the cravings in the same way. And certainly if you eat, right. savvy, eat the savvy diet, you have a tendency then to to not want to eat as much, in fact, yep. is what a lot of people say. Yep. Indeed. So um, number six is skip it. Skip it. Meaning skipping meals where possible can save you money. Like growing up, my mother used to do this. She'd just skip meals. She'd be out and about. She wouldn't need to eat, so she wouldn't eat. Wait till she got home. She always maintained a slim, uh, you know, a slim figure. She didn't. She just didn't eat out. I was not in control of my blood sugar when I was a kid, and so I'd be, be hungry, angry. Um, I'd be hangry and bl- low blood sugar and all that sort of thing. And so when I look back, my mother practiced what was known as intermittent fasting before it was fashionable. I started researching it before it was fashionable in the, in the 2000s. And so nowadays, that's what I practice. And it just means that if I'm out and about and I can't get something that I want to eat, that I want to eat, I don't eat. I don't need to eat. Not only is that going to save your wallet, not only is that going to get to make you to, to actually choose better foods that are savvier foods, but it stimulates, by skipping the meal, it stimulates autophagy, stimulates your body's own self-cleaning and anti-aging mechanisms, inbuilt genetic mechanisms there, really, to clean up your system. By not eating, you're actually slowing aging and looking younger. Isn't that an interesting one? And saving your wallet. Interesting, Corey, because a lot of people would say they couldn't possibly do that. And I know in the olden days, (laughs) a couple of decades ago, you said the same thing. Enough with the olden days, Linda. Um, <laughs> so it's true. It's true. So first step, if you're, if you're already in a situation where you're, where you're insulin resistant and you're not in control of your blood sugar, we really do need to get that control because insulin resistance is the root cause of many of our leading killers today, heart disease being one of them. So um, we need to get your blood sugar under control. And the Eat Savvy Diet's the first step there to eliminate some of the high carbohydrate foods. Then you can practice with more of a ketogenic diet and then you'll be ready. You'll be, you, won't, you won't notice skipping snacks and you won't notice skipping meals. So there's a progression. If you're sugar addicted right now, then you won't be able to skip a meal. That's guaranteed. You will be sick from skipping a meal. So the progression is we've got to get your blood sugar under control, but when and then you, we've then get you fat adapted and then get you skipping meals and everything. The exciting thing here is that is going to dramatically change your all of your biomarkers. It's going to dramatically reduce your risk of cardiovascular disease. Everything you've been told about cardiovascular disease um, as far as it being cholesterol and all that sort of thing is simply wrong according to all the latest research. So what we need to do is we actually need to get, need to get your insulin resistance under control. That's the root cause of most cardiovascular disease situations. So diabetes, diabetes and blood sugar problems and cardiovascular problems, they're uh, a marriage of disaster there. And that's what's really the, the case nowadays. So it's a lot of things you're going to save. You're going to save money and save your life, save your heart, look after your heart and your wallet, all by eating savvy. And uh, you can you can do it on a budget too. All right. So that was being careful with your cravings, and then skip it was number six. Number seven is to take off your fancy pants. Take off your fancy pants. You know that there are certain meals that you choose that are a little bit more fancy than you really need. You know, rib fillet steak, the sirloin steak, for example. 
many of the cheaper cuts like brisket slow cooked and those sorts of things are actually actually more nutritious and cheaper and flavorsome too. You've just got to learn to cook them. It's nice to have a steak on the barbecue if you're that way inclined. And you know, you don't need a lean chicken breast when you might be able to get the whole uh, chicken and use bits and pieces and save the bones and turn them into very nutritious bone broth um, that really nourishes your gut and that sort of thing. So, you know, a lot of the times you might think of your grandparents or whatever, they wouldn't have wasted things. Would they, Linda? <laughs> they would have used all the bits and pieces of the animal um, and and found a way to use it. Well, so take I off mean, your fancy uh, pants and, and use some of the, the bits and pieces. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a resurgence, isn't there? Resurgence of bone broths and and getting the lard and the the healthy fats from the meat and and actually eating healthy meats. Mm. Meat, meat's taken a bit of a, a beating in the in the in the past, but I think there's a resurgence of people's understanding that they need a full complement of all the different nutrients. So, yeah, eat, eat all bits. Number eight is cut the coupons. Don't be embarrassed to cut the coupons and buy discounts. When something that you currently use is on special, buy it. So I tend to buy the best quality locally produced olive oil to use on salads and everything. But when it's on special, when a big tin's on special, I buy plenty. MCT, so uh, so MCT oil, so um, you know fractionated coconut oil. When it's on special, buy lots of it. There are things that I use each and every day. Why not save the money? So cut the coupons and don't be afraid to buy things when they're on special. Don't buy the things that aren't savvy or that you're not used to using just because they're on special. That's not really going to save you money. So look for specials, all of that sort of thing. The last one, number nine, is don't buy the marketing madness. Don't buy the marketing madness. Health foods, big one out there. People are encouraged to buy these supposedly healthy foods. Light coconut milk. Seriously? Light <laughs> coconut milk. Do you know what light coconut milk is? It's coconut cream with extra water added. And you pay the same amount for light coconut milk. Don't buy the marketing madness, okay? And what about coconut water? Coconut water is sort of like a byproduct that they now sell. Now, it is, it is nutritious. It's a great food. Um, but now what they do is because of the desiccated coconut, because everybody buys all this desiccated coconut, they have all this water, the, the coconut liquid, which is great stuff, nutritious stuff. But it's also carbohydrate. It's a carbohydrate-rich fluid. Why is it so? And it's promoted as being healthy for you. So why is it healthy for you? Because it has minerals like potassium. It has vitamins and it has amino acid. The amount of vitamins, minerals, and amino acids is like grabbing a chicken, dunking it in the water, and then saying, there you go, kids, chicken soup. But the chicken soup doesn't have all the carbs and... No, no, but what I'm saying, what I'm saying is the amount, the quantity, the quantity of minerals and vitamins and everything is nothing. So it's not worth the extra carbohydrate load that you're getting. Mm. You know, you could have, you could get all the minerals. People put coconut, people do smoothies with coconut water in there. Just one half a teaspoon of the mineral type of drink, the mineral um, supplements that we use would give you more nutrition than is in the coconut water. And people pay quite a lot of money for that. And so basically you're getting sugar water. You're paying for supposedly healthy sugar water. It's buying the marketing madness. Put water in there. Put some concentrated minerals in there if you need it and everything. So I'm not saying that it's not great, but do it as a treat. Okay, yeah. if you like coconut water, have it as a treat, not as a main ingredient in your smoothie every day because it's not providing you with that extra nutrition for the money you're buying the marketing madness it's essentially a byproduct that they've come up with a way to market it otherwise it would be thrown out if you didn't buy it and pay a fortune for it so don't buy the marketing madness all right well that was really wealthy that was us talking there about how you can uh, eat savvy on a budget and to wrap things up now it's world happiness day tomorrow and so in wise we really wanted to talk about you know, the power of changing your attitude and finding ways to be more happy. 
What are some of the things that you do to increase your happiness? What makes you feel happy? What makes you feel good? What, what triggers a brighter outlook on life for you? Because when you change your attitude, when you change your thinking, when you increase your happiness, the messages are sent to every cell of your body. It increases the feel-good hormones. It's, it improves your health and well-being just by focusing on things that make you happy. So, Linda, you had some things that you wanted to share with us about happiness. Well, I did. I think it's a great time to be able to talk about it to, for everybody. And it's certainly something that I think we take for granted or, mm. or we regret not having. And we don't really, many people don't really believe or understand that we do have control of our emotions. And so whether we're feeling happy or not, we tend to put on to external circumstances. We tend to say, uh, they're making me happy or they're, they're making me upset or put it onto circumstances anyway, life. Life is getting me. <laughs> and yet happiness actually occurs inside us when we devote some focused attention on the things that make us feel good, on the positive side of life, if you like. And that might be easier said than done. But certainly happiness is something that you do have control of. I mean, people can change their attitudes, can change their way they feel, and the human brain adapts. It adapts to amazing things that we can put into ourselves. We do have control of our thoughts, and our thoughts actually affect our feelings, and our feelings, happiness is a noun. It's like it's, it means the state of being happy. That's really something that we do have totally total control of and so I think understanding that when that we can rewire our brain and I've got a couple of tips that I use to help me do that and certainly it's made a difference for me because once the brain is rewired towards happiness things that were once upsetting you lose their power and we learn to appreciate what's going on in our life more than look at what's not going right right and I think that's the big thing one of the movies that I love Corey is the pursuit of happiness which is there's a lot of talk about happiness at the moment a lot of books written about happiness um, but and so happiness is something that people are seeking but they tend to be seeking it from external things and I think the whole thing about being really happy is that it's our mental well-being from our health, we we're talking about health here, from our, our self-esteem, our relationships, our behaviours, all of the things that go on have a marked effect on our, our ability to experience happiness. But over and above everything, we really do have control of it. Mm. Well, so there are a few things that. shared by people there about making others happy. Paul said making others happy um, helps him uh, feel happy. Shelley was sort of saying spending being with friends and family makes her happy, smiling often. And I think that's the thing that we really need to look at. Sometimes we can we can focus on what are the external things, sort of like doing things for others, being with friends and family. How can you make happiness an inside job though? How can you make it an inside job? Not needing external things to be your way to be your way before you're happy. That's a good thought process here as we're entering into World Happiness Day and how we can be a bit wise and happy. The natural surroundings around us are calming and peaceful, and so going outside and looking around and looking up into the sky and talking to the environment or experiencing it and appreciating the things in your life environment, I think, can make a big difference. So that's one of the things that I find really beneficial, being able to move around in the environment and appreciate what's there, mm. spending time outside appreciating. That would be one of my things that I think of the five things that I do. For sure. So yeah. Leanne writes in here, taking time to sit and be quiet. And that's the, sometimes the thing. When we're busy, we can focus on staying busy. And Linda, I think you have the book Overwhelmed. Not that we're necessarily recommending this book, but um, just hold it up a bit higher so they can see the actual. Yeah, there you go. As it says, when what does it say? Work, love, and what's the underscore? Work, work, love, and play when no one has the time. How can you be happy? When there's no time to be happy, it's all just too busy. And the author there was looking at the fact that it's actually a, um, a rut that we get into, that we're busy. 
I don't have any time. Yep. Don't have any time. And it's really a habitual pattern of being. And this is the thing. We think that we don't have time to sit and be quiet. When sometimes sitting and being quiet could be like sharpening the axe. I don't have time. I've got to chop the tree. I don't have time. I've got to chop the tree. I don't have time to be happy. Is if you just sit, relax, sharpen the axe. But, you know, we're talking here wise, Linda, and here's a quote. You can write this down. Quote from Corey. Quote from Corey. This is, this is a groundbreaking quote, a life-changing quote for you. You heard it here first on the Healthy, Wealthy, Wise show. This is wise. What's the saying? What's the saying that, you, that you've heard before about always take time to sharpen the axe? You know, it'll always save you time when you sharpen the axe. Here's the groundbreaking quote for you. Before you sharpen the axe, make sure it's got a handle on it. <laughs> and I think that's really what Bridget Salty, that book talking about, that book called Overwhelmed is talking about really, she co consults life coaches and neuroscientists and anthropologists and all sorts of time analysts and people who are trying to save time and make time work for them mm. and really she really can get down to, she got down to the basics of it that we really just need to appreciate our experiences and, and we can do all sorts of things to to save time, if you like, if, mm. if time is something that's getting on top of you, if you're feeling overwhelmed and not happy. But really it's about just looking at what's going on around you at your life and yeah. and really appreciating those yeah, things. for sure. But what I was, what, I guess what the quote related to, what the new groundbreaking quote, where you heard it here first. I'm sorry. I didn't the, mean. the, what does a handle do? What does a handle do for an axe? Yes, it's important to find time to be happy, to sharpen the axe, to get focused on what's important to you in life, take time out and everything. But the axe handle offers the leverage. We can sharpen the axe, the axe being the, just the, the, you know, the end of the axe that does the cutting. But if you're going to, you're going to be forever chopping the tree down if you've got it with your hands going chop, chop, chop. You've sharpened the axe, but it has no leverage. The, the leverage is the handle that allows you to swing. And sometimes people focus on busyness without finding things that can leverage their time and maximize their efforts. Like, for example, implementing an organizational system isn't really sharpening the axe it's creating more leverage it's giving you get helping you get a handle on things um talking about the strategies that you can use to bring more happiness if you like we're using the happy because of international happiness day being able to do the things that help you look at the positive side of life it actually does give you leverage Corey. so i have to say that if you're wanting to add some handles do some things. One of the things, another thing. So I have five things and I've only mentioned one. Number two is create lists of things of your positive aspects, of the positive aspects of your life, the things that you enjoy, that you enjoy doing, that you enjoy experiencing. Look for the positive aspects of things and create lists of them. And even look at the things that you're having trouble with, that you're struggling with, and look for the positive attitudes of the positive aspects of them. That's putting an extra length on the handle of your axe. That's extending the handle of the leverage that you have on control of your life. Each day, choosing two or three topics and filling a page with the positive aspects, so creating some discipline about thinking positively is a way, is actually a way of rewiring your brain towards happiness. Mm. Number three is if you're feeling particularly negative, don't try and think positive. It's just not going to work. There's nothing, if you're feeling negative and it, you're having a, hissy fit you're not going to think positive no one can tell you to turn around and your best friend might say to you stop being so angry think positive it's not going to work so my suggestion is to take a quick nap take a quick nap or do something to distract yourself if you can but usually a nap is the quickest and easiest thing take a three minute nap it's amazing how you can come out of that feeling differently if you're good at distracting yourself then thinking about things or circumstances or people or events that make you feel good is a good distraction so if you're feeling unhappy 
there are happy strategies. And then meditate. If you're feeling particularly negative, meditation doesn't necessarily work as easily as having a nap. But certainly I think meditating for 15 to 20 minutes a day makes a huge difference on the impact of your life. And that's that's yep. my fifth one. Meditation in its simplicity is just sort of clearing your mind of thoughts and it may be you know, just being silent and clearing thoughts, or it may be listening to something like Linda. What's the app that you're that you're oh, using at the, the moment? App, it's called Rain, app's isn't it? Called, the app's called Rain. It's, it's called Rain. Free app where you can just listen to sounds. Yep, mm. it's great. I put it yep. in. I listen to the rain, but there's all sorts of sounds yep. there that you can listen to. Yeah, you can <laughs> you can listen to some very distracting things in that <laughs> app, but. There's also mindfulness meditations. There's apps like Headspace and all that sort of thing, which allow you just to disconnect and um, you sort of like defrag a bit when things are going awry. And that that's and like taking time to sharpen sharpen the axe, really. Well, it's actually taking time to add some leverage, I believe. It's not just sharpening the axe. I do think... You're getting a handle on it, hey? They actually give you an extra length of handle. All right. So before you sharpen the axe, make sure you get a handle on it. So <laughs> that's the Healthy, Wealthy, Wise show for this particular session. Just if you would like to download the Eat Savvy Diet, then just message the page. So just um, message us the words Eat Savvy and follow the instructions and you can download it there. We also have it downloadable via email as well. So you can visit our, uh, you know, visit the 12 points blog post and start there. For your best wellness journey, you'll need a plan, you'll need some solutions, you'll need guidance, and you'll need community. And that's what we're here to do for you. So uh, we would love you to fill out our How Can We Help form so that we know exactly what you're looking to achieve. And so you can message the page as well and ask for that, and we'll send you back that survey. But if you have any questions about the material that we've covered here and how to take action on any of the tips that's what we're here for. I would suggest that fill out one of our How Can We Help forms and then request an invitation into our Healthy, um, Wealthy Wise um, group first. And then that's the first step into our wellness community. So congratulations and thanks for being part of the show, uh, this particular session. Great to have you with us and we look forward to catching up with you in the future. So that's it from us. Looking forward to helping you be savvy in everything you do. So all the best and we'll catch you again next time.